Hey everybody, welcome to Walk It Out. We've been on break, if you haven't noticed, but we are back in action and it's so good to see you in 2020, the year 2020. This is our first episode this year. And uh, my name is Gretchen Cannon. I'm the community pastor at Grace Church. And this is Donna Duncan. Um, She's one of uh, the people that attend here, part of our family here, as well as Donna has been walking with me and discipling uh, for several years now. And man, I brought her on um, just for several different reasons. But like, Steve brought in his message Sunday. Um, it was uh, February 6th, so the Sunday before last, or if you're watching this later, go pick it up. It was so good, like what he shared, but he brought out a tool that we use in discipling that the Lord just used to transform Donna and just bring her into awareness and and uh, those types of things. So I kind of want to recap a little bit of what he talked about on February 6th in his message. And so he talked about like, how do we get the truth, you know, in us and different things like that. And he gave us seven things, live like it's true. That's an important thing. Thank him for it. Take the truth and study all that it entails and means to you. And then, you know, get God's word on the truth because there's more scriptures Uh, than just one about a particular truth, as well as uh, speak what God um, has said about you aloud of yourself, teach it to someone and confess it to spiritual family. But what I want to capitalize on tonight is um, in the third thing that he talked about, he talked about take the truth and study all that it entails and means to you. And so He introduced um, to you all, those of you that were listening, a tool that we use in discipling called Truth Trainer. And I want to read the verse that it came, um, that it originates out of. It's in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. And it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So like when we identify a lie, we always want to know what the truth is and replace it. But honestly, it does us no good if we don't walk out our obedience to that truth, if we don't walk it out in our life, right? Right. So (laughs) kind of take us through the journey that you had on this tool, this truth chainer tool, and and we'll go into more specifics about what it is. I know uh, Steve put the little statement up um, on our on his slides that Sunday um, that says like I feel whatever it is, maybe it's jealousy or anger or whatever, but it is only a feeling brought on by my past. It is not a true reflection of my current reality. My reality is determined by the Word of God, and this is my declaration of truth to this feeling. And then you say your declaration. Right. So declaration is is short, sweet. Short, sweet, but packs a punch. It does pack a (laughs) punch. Against the enemy. And it's not our punch that's knocking them down. Right. Right. It's the, it's the light of the world, Jesus Christ. Yeah. (sighs) It's so good. So So it's like, and it's short and sweet, two to three sentences. So you take whatever truth it is and you write it out in a declaration that you're going to 
uh, say out loud every single day. You're going to write it every single day and you're going to think on it until it gets in you. It's just yeah. that truth, the lie has no more power. Right. The yeah. enemy has lost power over that because what I love about Jesus is whenever he spoke, it was short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. And the declaration is the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it is. Like 50, sorry, that gave away my age. <laughs> it's all good. Some you look years good for 50. of believing alive <laughs> yeah. was combated. I would probably say three years, but when I actually got into the truth training yeah. in October and November is when I really got into it, yeah. it was November. Yeah. So Pastor Steve introduced you know, the truth trainer as far as like daily when you have something trigger you, mm -hmm. like what to do. But we actually have something that we call truth trainer study. And Donna was the first one um, that just grabbed onto this tool. And man, she moved through the process of transformation like crazy. And it's now a lens that she looks through because she owns it. She really owns this tool and the truth behind it. And, and this tool isn't something that like we came up with. Uh, so I, I just want to make that clear. There was a lady named Christine Miller um, that Annie and Matthew Lahan actually introduced me to a YouTube video. And I got to exploring some things. And so we I took her truth trainer and then I adapted it to fit us and what we were trying to accomplish at Grace Church and in discipling both. And so tell us what the truth trainer is and just like what it's done in your life. So what Truth Trainer is, first off, I needed a change. I yeah. wanted a change. Yeah. And now I needed to walk out the change. But up to that point, I knew God loved me and I knew that, but it didn't sink in. Mm -hmm. So when we were at your place learning the truth training, it first off you got I need an observation yeah. of what the lie, the lie was. I believe yeah. and for so long was I was unworthy I should have never been born I'm not wanted and all that lie. Yeah and and like it it was actually something that was spoke to you right not just something that like the enemy yeah. told you in your head right but yeah. you took those words and you ate I them I took them to heart yeah. yes yeah um, and it became a stronghold it was a of it was a stronghold yeah. that I I'm a fleer, runaway, mm -hmm. uh, fight or flight. You know, if I can't mm -hmm. fight, I'm flying. So I needed a change yeah. in my mind. I needed my mind changed. And to change your mind, it affects your heart. Mm -hmm. And when you know who you are in God, <laughs> the enemy has no power. Yeah. yeah. So that stronghold was released. Mm -hmm. So the truth training is you take a verse. During the observation, I was given seven scriptures. And I choose three. Mm -hmm. And Ephesians, Romans, and Hebrews is where my scriptures came out of. And I started with Ephesians first. And it's each day, days one through three, you eat one verse. Yeah. Days one, two, and three. Yeah. Now, what do you mean by eat? Um, so you take the verse uh -huh. and you just concentrate on that verse. Right. Yeah. And I thought three days for one verse. I can yeah. do that because yeah. I'm not a sit down and, mm -hmm. and I'm more of a check, check, check. But when I hear or read, you can take your time. Yeah. There's no checklist. There's no hurry. You're on your own mm -hmm. schedule. I thought I got to give it a try and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And the next thing I know, when I have a big piece of stupid, as Pastor Steve calls it, I'm no longer afraid to approach God. Right. 
It helped me do that. What would take days, I mean, literally Mm -hmm. days, I can't face God, I can't face God. Well, wait a minute. What does God say about Mm me? That you're accepted, you're beloved, you're adopted, you're one of his. Yeah. And he's not surprised. (laughs) Right. And so those of you that are familiar with Eat the Word, that's what day one, two, and three, you take the scripture. So you took uh, Ephesians 1, uh, 4 through 6. And I started with 4. And so you take those three scriptures and you eat them. Now, if it's one scripture... You spend three days on one scripture. So those of you that are not familiar with what Eat the Word is, and that is maybe even a foreign concept to you, it's a tool that we use in discipling to actually get the author's intent, which the author is the Lord, and hear his voice through scripture. So we can um, get a rhema word for him Mm -hmm. to walk out our obedience. And so if you're interested in it, there is a playlist on the YouTube uh, Walk It Out channel. And um, there's a playlist on Eat the Word. We did several um, episodes on that. But it's it's comes out of Ezekiel 3, 1 uh, through 3. And so if you want to look that up just for reference. But so that's what you did. You took Ephesians 1, 4 then on day one. On day one. Yeah. And um that's when the truth started piercing my heart because i've heard my whole life i should have never been born yeah and the scripture says just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him so with the eat the word you know how many words are repeated uh-huh. so i looked up before prior to all created things like, wait a minute, just as he chose us in him before one ray of sunshine touched the earth, you know, foundation, <laughs> I looked up foundation, original design. We are part of God's original design. Mm-hmm. And agape love, goodwill, mm-hmm. divine love. And I started, ju- that's just verse four. Yeah. And it pierced my heart. Yeah. And that Sunday on mm-hmm. my way to church, well, actually before church, I had... <laughs> flip my lid I lost it and I'm driving to church thinking mm-hmm. oh I blew it this morning I can't face God wait a minute he he knew me yeah before this didn't surprise him and I was able to say I'm sorry Lord for the way I behaved mm-hmm. and I felt better yeah yeah because you renewed your mind to the truth yes just like um what Steve was talking about you take this truth you you live like it's true and that's yes. what you did yeah like you were like no, I'm going to live like this verse is true right? instead of what I've eaten on for many years that I shouldn't have been born. Right. And what freedom that brings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How awesome. the creator of the universe had us in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then on day two, you ate verse five. And then yes. day three, you ate verse six. Verse six. And, and then I know some of your truth training, you've only had one verse. Mm-hmm. So you spent three days on one verse. Yes. But um, then what do you do? What, what does day four and five look like? Or So day four is when you personalize the scripture you have read. Okay. So what does that look like? So you? instead of just as he, I, I, I emphasized or amplified uh-huh. yeah. it for me. Just as he, God, my dad, Mm -hmm. chose, picked out for himself me, Donna. That's good, yeah. (laughs) In him, Christ, my brother, Mm -hmm. prior to all created things, before the first, this one hits my heart every time, before the first ray of sunshine or drop of water touched the earth, Mm -hmm. to be for me, holy, set apart, as in he wanted me. That's so good. Oh, So good. Yeah, I can't. 
read all that without crying. Yeah. <laughs> but what I got out of that is my dad planned for me and made a way to make sure I would find my way home by sending my brother Jesus to come get me. <laughs> Jesus brought, bought my freedom with his own life and reconciled me to dad so that I can come home and live forever with my family. He, my dad, God, mm. always wanted me. That's so good. So good. And so when she personalizes the scripture, she doesn't go make stuff up. She pulls from the stuff that the Lord has shown her through eating the word. So she got some of it through uh, BibleHub.com and like looking at what the Greek words really mean in that verse. Yes. And so she was able to amplify it and bring it to life for her as not by making up her own words, but by actually using uh, the the meanings of the Greek words, different things like that, but then to personalize it. So you talk you talk about him as my dad. Yeah. Like I know that He's about my you. dad. Yeah. To where some people call him father or papa or things like that. So yours is personalized to fit you. And where, you know, somebody might call Christ um, their Lord or their Savior, you have it as my brother here. My and brother, so my dad. it's whatever, like the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart yeah. through this. Family, yeah. being wanted by my family. Yeah, a dad and a brother. A dad and a brother. Yeah, super good, super good. Love my big brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, then what does first, or what does day five look like? So day five is you journal it. And the question that is asked on day five, if I were to believe this passage is true mm. as a part of my life, how would this make me think and feel? So did you catch that? It's not if this passage were true. It's if she believes this passage is true as part of her life. Not like here, but actually as part of her life, how would it make her think and feel? So how this passage, Ephesians 1, 4 through 6, if this, you know, if I were to believe it, this makes me think that God has always wanted to be my dad. Mm -hmm. And he and me, his daughter, he planned for me from the beginning and knew I would need his help to make it home. Mm -hmm. He always wanted me. He sacrificed his own son for my adoption. And his son gladly mm. did it for me. And it doesn't matter what people, my mom mostly, have told <laughs> me. It matters what God tells me. He deserves me to believe him, not the lies. Yeah, that's so good. And so that's a picture of how if you really believed that this truth in Ephesians 1, 4 through 6, was actually a part of your life, that's how you would think and how you would um, um, not believe, think, and I want to say behave. Behave is right. one we've thrown in lately. And feel. Feel. Thank feel. you. <laughs> I was like, what was the other yeah. word? How, yeah. how it makes yeah. me feel. Feel, so yeah. So how it makes me feel mm -hmm. is I feel valued, but most importantly, wanted. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for my family in and through you. And family that I'm learning even recently is more than just God and Jesus. It's you it's yeah. my church family yeah all the christ followers 
Man, I love what happened to you on Christmas Eve service. It was like, man, a tiny example of when we enter into heaven and we're going to know people through the spirit. We're going to recognize past generations Mm -hmm. we've never met on earth, but we're going to know who they are through the spirit and people we've worshiped with Mm -hmm. and lived life with and you know, just on this side of heaven, mm-hmm. we get separated. Yeah, super good. What a great reunion. Super good. It was awesome. Well, and you can also add into that question. Um, and uh, also you can add, like, how would it make you behave? So we know that our behavior comes from, like, where our mindset is, right? right? And so you can also say, well, what would this look like? Like, if I behaved this way, what would I look like? And so that's also a question you can ask yourself in the process. And so, like, I remember when you, when you left my house that night and you had, um, you had two different things. You had whether you were wanted and then on trust. Right. Um, trusting the Lord, like you left my house with three scriptures for um, like you belong mm-hmm. in family and you were chosen and all of that. And then three or four for trust. Right. And like when you left my house that Sunday night and you showed up the next week, it was literally like a different person walked in my front door. Like I've known Donna for many years, but it was visibly different. And so that is exactly what we talk about. When we become a disciple of Jesus, we are somebody that abides in him. We live connected to him. And as we live connected to him, we actually begin to look like him in our character and our nature. And then we go and do the things. But like what I saw in a matter of a week was like, a transformation even in the way Donna looked. And it was his nature and his character that was in you coming out. Like you were just so free and, and um, it was just great. And it's just continued. I mean, continued, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So do you ever have any hiccups where you're like, I just so feel like I don't belong or I should have never. I mean, like, not does the enemy? Then. Not yeah. since then. Isn't that amazing? And when and when he tries, I'm like, Psst. yeah. I'm not offended by that anymore. You right. can't offend me. Yeah. I have a king for a brother. Right. <laughs> so so she's taken this truth trainer study, and she's gotten it the truth so ingrained in her, not by an effort as far as like her doing, right, but her willingness to sit with the Lord in these scriptures and let the Holy Spirit change her. Like, it's so good. And so when you're telling him that, what do you do? Like, when you feel like you don't belong, you you acknowledge it's only a feeling brought on by your past. It's not a true reflection of your current reality because reality, truth is reality. Truth is reality. Steve's been on this uh, sermon, uh, this topic lately. And your reality is determined by the word of God and your declaration of truth to the feeling. So this feeling of being unwanted, what is your declaration of truth to that? God always wanted me. He pursues me still, even after my adoption. (laughs) I never need to feel inadequate and withdraw from my Lord. I can approach God, my father, my dad, with cheerful courage and undoubting confidence because Jesus didn't leave me. Through the Holy Spirit, he strengthens me. 
Yeah, man, I'm crying. Like, it, is just, <laughs> it is just so awesome to see. And I know... Um, well, you know the ro- how long this road has yeah, been. Yeah. So about three years ago, like you became aware of the lie yes. that you were believing that you should have never been born. Right. Like you realized it was actually a lie. A and, lot of yeah, things. Like, yeah. I'm too old. You're too ugly. You yeah. should have never been born. Blah, blah, blah. And then the Lord led me to Genesis 311. Yeah. And it was after the sin happened in the garden mm-hmm. and Adam and Eve were hiding. And when I read... Who told, Who told you? you? God said, stop right there. Yeah. I didn't need to finish the rest. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you became aware that there was a lie you were believing. Mm-hmm. And the truth is the Lord, your dad saying, Donna, who told you that? Who told you that? I didn't tell you that. Yeah. Who told you that? Who's told you? Who's telling you? This? Yeah. A parent. Right. Huh? Yeah. I remember saying that to my, who told you that? That's yeah. not true. And right. here's yeah. God. And he's not angry. He's not upset. He's concerned. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you believing something I've never told you? Yeah. So she stepped into the process of being transformed out of this lie and into the truth that she is part of a, cho- like she's chosen to be a part of his family, but our family even. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and as she moved through, so the process of transformation is just kind of like a diagnostic or an awareness type tool that we use in discipling. And there is a playlist on the Walk It Out YouTube about the process of transformation. She became aware of it, but it's taken her time to move through and to change her behavior. So even going back to that question, like what would my life look like if I thought this truth this truth was actually true? And what would I feel? You can add on, like, what would her behavior look like? And, like, I'm starting to see her behavior change drastically over the last several months. So this is February, and that was uh, the beginning of November when when I introduced it to her, the truth trainer study. Now, three years ago, you know, she started the aware, but she's, like, moved um, like reprioritized her life around the fact that she is family and like you can see it and hear it and like it's just starting to be the lens that she looks through and it's awesome and I love like you were at my house last week for a discipling gathering and mm-hmm. somebody came up to you and was like I'm different you look different yeah and they said he said you just glow with the holy spirit and even that morning at the breakfast a woman in the bathroom of all places told me you just look anointed you have an anointing all over you and i wasn't told that yeah before before. yeah 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 like she's been from the inside out changed in this walk of freedom now it doesn't mean you she wasn't born again. Like her spirit was born oh, right, again. Right. But this is like her soul, her mind, her will and emotions is lined up to this truth. Right. And it's a beautiful thing because now we're starting to see it manifest. In, and what's in amazing her. is 50, over 50 years, believing a lie. It took less than what you said a week. You mm-hmm. notice a difference. Yeah. And a week, a 50 years of right. believing I'm not worthy. And it took a week to say, no, God says I am and right. still remaining humble mm-hmm. because I look at everybody. He did it for everybody. Yeah. It's just not everybody believes it. Right, right. And it's and, a and we can tool. believe it here. Yeah. But to believe it as like so deep inside of you that it's the lens that you look through everything 
Like that is big because right. we we do that a lot for lies. So so one of my big um, strongholds, um, I just want to kind of share a different example for you guys is like pretty much like God won't help me because he isn't good to me. Now, I believe that God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. And I believe that God is good to you mm-hmm. and to Donna mm-hmm. and to Steve and to the staff here and to my husband and my kids. But I don't believe he's good to me. Like, that's one of my core lies. And I'm actually working through the truth trainer study right now to combat that lie. And so Sunday morning on the drive in to church, the enemy comes with all of this this visual um, evidence, proof, whatever, to remind me in my flesh, my carnal nature, that God is good to all these other people, but not to me. Like, look at all the times that you've been thrown under the bus. Look at all the time, like all of this. And so, like, immediately, I, I just felt, like, this heaviness. And, and it wasn't, like, an outer oppression. Like, it was coming from my thought life. And so I went into my office. I did the few things that I had to do. And then um, we have a meeting with the worship team um, before. And I found a little nook where um, I could just be by myself for the most part. And I got my declaration and um, my declaration for this says, I will bring under control every thought to the Lordship of Jesus and my loving and joy-filled obedience to him. I will allow only thoughts in my mind that agree with truth, not facts. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and my scriptures, like the boundary lines, have fallen to Gretchen, to me, in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. That's one of my scriptures that I'm working through the truth trainer on. And I will tell you, like, I had to write my declaration and I had to think on it and I had to say it out loud. And in the middle of me doing that, one of my dear friends, he came in to say hi to me and uh, he was like, how are you? And I didn't like, I wasn't like horrible to him, but like I was not manifesting the character and nature of Jesus. I was not walking in his ways. Why? Because I was living in that moment connected to the lie that God is good to everybody but me and not living connected to my true source and the truth that God will help me, that God is good to me. And so once I, I, you know, said to myself, like, this is not my reality, like this is just a feeling that I'm having. This is a thought that I'm having. And my current reality is based upon the word of God and the truth in this declaration. And I said and wrote this declaration, like I went to him after service and I just grabbed him and I hugged him and I said, I'm sorry, you walked right into me being living connected to the lie and not me living connected to Jesus. And for one, I'm sorry for that, but I also wanted you to know I was, uh, I was in that place, like physical, because I was working through my declaration. I was actually writing it. I was speaking it, and I was thinking on it. And this is 10 minutes before service starts. So like these declarations are something that are so powerful when, when you bring them out of Scripture, which yep. is the, you know, when you bring them out of truth and you marry it to the Scripture— like the Lord can use them 
to bring great freedom, Romans 12, 2, when you renew your mind to that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And and like what I found is sometimes we have a scripture that we go to when we're triggered. Mm-hmm. And, and like, we're like, well, no, that was a lie. Well, who told you? You know, just yeah. out of Genesis three eleven, right? Yep. Who told you? And so when you're triggered, you can go, well, who told you? Well, you know what, guys? That's good. Yeah. But let's go a step deeper. And let's build a stronghold of truth in our lives by doing like a tool like the truth trainer, using that and building a stronghold of truth to combat and destroy, demolish, going back to the scripture, the stronghold that destroys us. Like that's where freedom happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm so thankful for this lady, Christine Miller, that I've never met and <laughs> Matthew and Annie Lahan for just introducing me to this, to this, um, video, honestly, and, and different things that, that the Lord was able to take those, like take what she had developed and mold it into what we're doing here at Grace to benefit people in getting set free from lies and believing truths, like building up that stronghold, that pillar of faith. I was going to say yeah. it's a game changer, but in truth, it's a battle changer. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Because the enemy has to have different strategies. Have and we the have truth, yes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not that heavy, right. really. Yeah. When yeah. you study the Greek swords that they're referring to. Yeah. Isn't that fun? <laughs> That's super fun. Well, anything else you want to add before I have you close us in prayer? I'm glad you're here. And only the enemy is accuser of the brethren or sister. Right. So it means you're adopted too. Yeah. Otherwise, why mess with us yeah. if we're not right. a threat to him and the yeah. enemy? So did you guys hear her language in that? Like she's looking through the lens that I'm family because she's looking through the lens that she is. And on all of her language of stuff, she, <laughs> she it comes out of her because it's the window or the lens. It's like she's got that glasses She's got glasses on right now that she's looking at everybody and everything through the fact that they are a part of the Lord's family, which means they're part of hers. Yeah. Yes. Super good. I love my family. Yeah. Yeah. She says that all the time too. I love my family. (laughs) And that does mean Robert and Cody as well, her husband and son. But yeah. So uh, pray us out, will you? Yes. Oh, and also includes my Doberman. Yes. And she is a dog lover, a Doberman (laughs) lover. Yeah. All right. Lord, Heavenly Father, Dad, thank you so much for Big Brother Jesus. And Jesus, thank you for what you chose to do for us on the cross. That you did not have us sent away for us to be lost forever, but you love us so much that you made a way for us to come home, to be with you and for us to be together. Lord, I remember sitting there thinking being surrounded by Dobermans is heaven for me. And you revealed to me sitting around being surrounded by your children is heaven for you and you literally created that place for us lord and i pray for anybody out there who's struggling with the lie from the enemy because misery loves company i pray lord they receive your truth the scriptures that pop out to them and they sit down and they eat the word Mm -hmm. and seek other family members for help lord Mm -hmm. because we are family and we're here to help each other lord we are family because of your blo- of the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. And thank you so much for everything you do, God. You are a good God. You're good to us all. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the weapon of truth to mm-hmm. defeat the lies, Lord. 
And I'm looking forward to that victorious day. We have a huge family reunion <laughs> and the wedding feast. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray. You guys have a great week. <laughs>